Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 153 of The Sith List. I'm your host, Raj Dolachahi, and my co-pilots for this evening's mini pod adventure. Kind of like a like a little, we're in like a Cessna. Oh, I shouldn't say Cessna. Yeah. These things go down all the time. Yeah, especially with Harrison Ford flying. <laughs> yes, yes, it's true. Just like you on me. Oh. oh. That's how it's going to be this week. Mm-hmm. Mr. Carlos. Buorguello. The man who's listened to all of your ideas about how to get healthy all your amazing menus you sent to this unbelievable human being that's changing his life as we know it mr less is doing better guys <laughs> doing better guys <laughs> it's a miracle uh, gonzalez <laughs> it's a christmas miracle the man we call el hombre The man who can play his fiddle like Brad Paisley does life insurance commercials, Mr. Eric is. Not real sure where that was going. Strawberries. State Farm is by your side. State and wide? State and wide or State Nationwide. Farm? Nationwide. Nationwide. State Farm. State and wide. Oh, it's going to be one of those. The man who corrected me, the voice you hear, is none other than King Tom himself. Shut up, you face. <laughs> shut up, you face. Shut up, you face. King Tom, how are you, buddy? Um, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me again. Yeah, of course. You are always welcome. You are part of this Sith List cast and crew. And it, it's an honor. It really is. It's an honor for us. It really is to have you with us. And we're going to do this mini, cool, different version of this podcast because if you're listening to this, that means I had a baby boy. But actually, we're recording before. <laughs> We had our baby boy, but we're doing this pre-baby boy. This is pre-Malik, not post-Malik, because we wanted to get something out there just in case Malik came out on like a Wednesday. So you're listening to us in the future, but in the past, if that makes any sense. So we're going to do something a little different. We're not going to talk about box office, even though we know who led this week, Spider-Man. Maybe. Just maybe. (laughs) Killed it. Let's give out the shenanigans. We are proud members of the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. Listen to podcasts like Now This Podcasting, Blue Harvest, Steel Wars, Rogue One, Podcast 2187, First Order's Transmissions, The Cargo Hold, Kessel Run Radio, Fingered by Randy and Jason, Tatooine Sons, and Around the Galaxy, a Star Wars fan podcast. 
You can find us on thesithlist.net. You can email us at thesithlist at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. The Sith List, we're all over the place. We'll give out our Twitter stuff at the end. And that's our shenanigans for the week. Let's get into, let's, you know what? Let's do this a little bit differently. <laughs> wow. My favorite in excess song in their catalog. Mine too. I love that song. Mm-hmm. Music Minute, all of a sudden, comes from <laughs> Yoki Tom. Oh, there it is. Oh. This is one of those ones you want to dance and dance it, like jump up and dance it. <laughs> I, did, I didn't even hear this until like the late 90s the first time. Oh, really? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I dug all their later stuff, but that I didn't hear until I was in college, I don't think. And that got me and them all over again. They were a great band. What a great front man. The epitome of like a great looking. He was just cool. Cool dude. Yeah, he like was... he had the swag. You know what I mean? Michael Hutchinson, correct? Michael Hutchinson. Hutchins. Right? Hutchins. I'm sorry. Michael Hutchinson. Him and him and for me, him and Bono were like. And they were like best friends. That's by the way. right. So Bono had like his like way. And then Michael Hutchins had his way. And it just. Yeah, it was. Awesome. Yeah, they were great, man. They were in that little category of alternative, but they were so good that they crossed over and became little poppy. Yeah. But they still held no, on they, they to... No, they kept their, their mojo. Yeah. Would you yeah. say they were one of the greatest bands coming out, that came out of Australia? Uh, they were almost as good as uh, the... Uh, what's his name? Shut up, you face guy. But <laughs> I would... I <laughs> That's would right. He was from Australia. Shut up, you face. I think... I mean, but you got Men at Work, ACDC. Oh, my bad. Well, yeah. See, ACD. What about uh, Midnight Oil? Midnight Oil. Yeah. Midnight Oil, yeah. Eric Struthers, were you ever into NXS? I know at that time you were probably into more hard rock and guitar-driven stuff, but... A little bit, yeah, man. I appreciated their songwriting. I liked the, the instrumentation of their stuff, too. Uh, they weren't ever one of my favorite bands by any stretch of the imagination. But once I got older and was playing in some, some more like like top 40-style cover bands, we were doing more of their music. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're good. They're no Jim Dolce, but they're good. <laughs> or Joe uh, Dolce. Which Joe one Dolce. was it? Joe. Joe Dolce. Uh, I'm looking at their Spotify right now. Need You Tonight, Never Tear Us Apart, New Sensation, Beautiful Girl, Don't Change. I remember I really loved, they had a little resurgence. They had a song called Suicide Blonde. Yes. And mm-hmm. I really loved that song. What about, and the uh, video did you was say amazing. Devil Inside? Oh, I didn't say Devil Inside. Yeah, Devil Inside. Every single one of us, the Devil Inside. Yeah, see, they were, they were, yeah, they were pretty, pretty rad. I did not think that you were going to bust out some in excess. And I did not think that last week, Mr. Struthers is going to bust out some Brad Paisley. You know who are, oh no, we're not waiting on Boo. Boo busted out a really good one. So everybody's got the little uh, piece of the pie here. So uh, it's reset. Let's reset. But in excess, great one, my man. Great one. That was good. Yeah, that was pretty good. Glad, Glad you dug it. I'm glad people knew what it was because I think, you know, as far as their catalog, I think that's one of the underappreciated ones. Oh, yeah. I love that song. That's my favorite one uh, yeah. of, of all their songs. I love it. All right. I think it's time for a little 
Star Wars news. Even though we don't know what the future lies with news, and we're doing this before any news has come out. So, Eric, what do you got for us this week? Uh, so let, let's just throw this around. It, Daisy Ridley has gone on record as saying that the Ray's parentage will be addressed in The Rise of Skywalker. What do you hope that actually means? Oh, good question. For the character. Do you hope that she's quote unquote somebody? Do you hope that she's a specific bloodline? Do you, you know, what, what, where are you at with all that? Wow. That's the, uh, the million dollar question, right? That everybody wants to know. You know, I've gone back and forth. I've gone where we don't need to know. Like we don't know Obi-Wan's parentage, right? We don't, we don't. Well, there's a lot. Yeah. We we don't know. We don't know Yoda's. We don't know Qui-Gon's. So do we need to know hers? But if they're going to end this thing, I'm kind of leaning on uh, wanting her to be connected now. Mm. And it's, it's Mm. been slowly happening to me since celebration. I don't know what, what it is. I just don't want her to be Luke's because I don't want to hear Johnny, Johnny Grosso. Yeah, let's not. Uh, What's up, Johnny? How you doing, bro? Love you, Johnny. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to have to kiss his hand because remember, he's like, kiss my hand. And he'll have you do it. Yeah, yeah I won't do it. But I do want, I want a connection. I, I kind of do. And that's me right now. Maybe in a week or two, I'd be like, fuck that. I don't want that. I'd be too on the nose and too small of a world and all that stuff. But you know what? It's Star Wars. And if we're going to end this thing, it'd be kind of cool to end it. And we're never going to see Daisy ever again in a Star Wars film to know that she is a part of a lineage of something. If it's Obi-Wan, I'll take Obi-Wan right now more than anybody. If she's somehow related to Obi-Wan, that would be okay. You know what I mean? Like he got it on with some chick in a cave and she came out that way or something like that. You don't need a backstory me. I'm just, it's headcanon, headcanon. Mm, yeah, of course. Okay. Whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would, I would prefer if she, her lineage doesn't matter. I would prefer if she's just, she's just, you know, the next person to do something. It just happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it could be anybody. And I, I kind of dig that it can be anybody. You know, we, we all want her to be, you know, Jedi or, you know, part of the Sith or whatever. And, you know, the idea that any of us could be is something I, I want to hold on to. So, yeah, I, I would prefer if it was just anybody and it very well could be because that could spark well, spark that Ooh. could you know the next the fire. set of films mm-hmm. that johnson's doing mm-hmm. could be set off on that you don't have to have lineage yeah I, i'm with boo i'd rather she be nobody and i before the last jedi it was very much oh she's got to be luke's daughter i had this story in my head about how it could fit that she would be his daughter and he not be aware of it and I was in love with it. I saw The Last Jedi. I liked that even more. And now I'm down with her being nobody because I like the idea that the Force is not necessarily tied to a bloodline. And the reason that she succeeds and is so strong in the Force is that she either believes or doesn't know to disbelieve. Like ah. So I, I, I think if Star Wars has a moral, it's that... It, I want it to be that that could be anyone. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, King Tom and Carlos. Let's just have her be a, a new force user that just happens to be that powerful. And and why not? Why can't other people become as powerful? I mean, 
we're down to how many force users at this point before Ray right, came right, along, right? right. So, <laughs> yeah, it's not too crazy to be like, okay, now there's people that are connected to the force. So to take your term of connected, I just want her to be a new person that's connected to the force and can push, mm-hmm. you know, the boundaries and the limits and take it in a different direction. Because what you see in those, tra- in the trailers, even if it isn't all her doing that stunt, which good, cause safety's sometimes best. Uh, they're pushing things in a different direction, the fighting, the whole choreography. So why can't they, you know, why can't this be a new person to lead how the force is used and change how it's used? And stuff? Yeah, I was in that camp. I'll probably be in that camp next week. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that here's the thing. If you have her be part of a, a famous bloodline, okay, you either got to come up with some crazy story about how she's a Kenobi you got to remember, man, Obi-Wan Kenobi was gone so many years before this that it's almost insignificant if he was, she was an, somehow an offspring of an offspring mm. of an offspring. Right. Okay. Because it would really have to be to where the guy didn't know Obi-Wan was his dad. And so who would care? Okay. Yeah. That and makes so sense. She, she, she either has to be uh, Kenobi. Or Skywalker, meaning that she would have to to explain her her major power in the Force. Okay, so who do, who are the powerful Force users that we're aware of? Luke, Leia, and then before that, Kenobi. And so she's either Luke's kid, Leia's kid, or Obi Wan Kenobi's great granddaughter. I don't know, man. I think it just takes too much of getting there, and. Um, I mean, maybe they can, and maybe I'm completely wrong, but I'd prefer it to be that she's, uh, her, her parentage is unimportant, but the reason she's left behind by herself on Jack who I feel like that could be the story, not Ooh. who she is, but mm-hmm. that, that who, what she would become was known and she was placed mm. there on purpose Interesting. with by design that I think you could really pop that wide open, bring importance to who she is a- ahead of time without making it to where she's got to be Luke's daughter or something like that. Yeah, that's a good point. I like that. Uh, and I think we're going to find that out. That's exactly what we're going to find out. See, I'm back on the other side now. <laughs> Jesus. Thank we you did guys. it. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. Nailed it. Did you see that Fallen Order that they got criticized at E3 about the lightsabers and the glow of the lightsabers? And they ended up listening to the fans. They went back and they redid the game to make the lightsabers more prominent and glowing and like beautiful looking. And they're going to release it with Uh. those lightsabers. It's kind of cool. So if you're into gaming, that happened. Can I get it? Can I, I, can I turn it where I can turn down the lightsabers? <laughs> <laughs> probably. <laughs> is probably. That, is that a setting where I can so have? They like, just wanted more really bright. bright. That's the save battery lightsaber setting. <laughs> yeah. Is there a knob on the side anyway? <laughs> yeah. Power, power, save power mode. Save power mode on, yeah. the, on the lightsaber. So is it like the <laughs> battery saver? Is it like the mag lights that have strobe? Yeah. In different. Yes. <laughs> you press Eric, the button. <laughs> Eric took and, his idea from the for the Strother saber. Yeah, damn it. Yeah. The Strother Saber. <laughs> That'd be great if there was a new Spaceballs and they had that in there. Like, oh, yeah. Save, save your battery. Space wow, balls. that's a movie that could... No, not right now. No. 
There was uh, rumblings that he wanted to make I, a sequel. I, you know what? In in this era of the how the discourse is and how the fandom is split and so heavy, you like, think it'd be successful? I think a Spaceballs would be the perfect thing to just bring, drop in, bring levity to and everything, just just talk crap on all on both sides uh-huh. and just just. Oh, I think it would be perfect. That's man. a great point. Not only make fun be... of the movie itself, but make fun of the trolls and make fun of everybody man. that's really Anything into it. Make fun of everybody. Five years ago, this movie was made, yeah. and you can't see it. Like that Tell you what, thing, man. <laughs> it already did make Spaceballs 2, and it was called The Last, Last Jedi. Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> that's see? a comedy if I've ever seen one. <laughs> that's the point. Yeah, like, oh. <laughs> Damn. I think you'd be. This is the most perfect time for Spaceballs to come out. He's still I'm alive, gonna, right? Mel Brooks still alive, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. He, I'm good. gonna. I'm gonna say something that might just set the whole the whole thing on its ear, but I think you better sit down for this. Mm. I just never really liked Spaceballs that much. You know no, what? A lot of people don't. I remember Hawes saying That's that fine. he was like, yeah. "Screw Spaceballs" because it was making fun. Yeah. Of- the thing you loved. So is that That's one right. of the reasons, Eric? No, it's not because of how much I love Star Wars. It's just like, like I love other Mel Brooks movies. I just, there's something about it. It's, uh, there's some of the gags. I feel like it, they're just trying too hard. It's just hitting you over the head too hard. <laughs> it's true. like, all right, I get it. You could have, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's just, I mean, I bet if I watched it now, it'd be cool. But when I was younger, I'm like, hey, <laughs> I just remember Pizza the Hut. That's what I was about to say. Did the guy just ate him? He, he ate himself. Yeah, he ate himself. Oh, that's right. He ate himself, dude. Oh, my favorite is still the comb. Comb this desert, and it's actually a giant comb. They're dragging the black dudes like, oh my. Pick. Are we being too literal? No, you fool. We're following orders. We were told to comb the desert, so we're combing it. Found anything yet? Nothing yet, sir. How about you? Not a thing, sir. What about you guys? We ain't found shit. Yes. We, we ain't found shit. We ain't found <laughs> shit. I love that scene. I was like, oh, fuck, it's a comb. Uh, oh, we man. ain't found shit. Oh, that's such a good part. Uh, that's a really good part. Yeah, but it, it's not the greatest movie in the world. No, of course. Absolutely not. I, I agree. No, with but I'm saying kind of like, at, at this point, though, I really think it would be something to drop in there. Like, someone should have jumped on at least make it a sequel or something and just... Here you go, Star Wars. Everybody chew on this. The for last a bit. space balls or something. Right. That's right. The last ball or something. The last ball. That'd be great. Hey, Eric, did you, um, you I don't know if you listened to this podcasting a couple of weeks ago, but Jason and Randy were talking about how there's also a rumor out that John Favreau is well in a production with Dave Filoni for a new animated series, which to me sounded fantastic. <laughs> yeah and i mean of course i'll just be honest with you we talked about this on the motivators and okay. i don't know of what like what's it going to be about where yeah, nobody knows anything supposed to cover yeah so i mean it'll be cool if they do because i mean it, it, this is something that cruiser and i talked about somehow everything favreau does is just gold yeah he, he acts in the movie gold produces it gold just everything he's doing is just just knocking it out of the park and so i can't imagine that it would it'd be a bummer so yeah bring it on yeah that's fucking ace he's he's he does everything he does is ace job strothers would say ace job he's bunny 
He's, he is. He, you don't even know. He's the guy behind the guy, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we have a friend, a great friend of ours, Andrew Medina, and he went and did a fireman test. You know how they mm. do the physical tests mm-hmm. and stuff like that? And guess what shirt he wore? Sithless. Eric Strother's ace mm. job. And he said nice. he brought him good luck and he killed it. So well done, Mr. Medina. Well done. Well, I, I, I hope he didn't kill it. Hope nobody died. What's that? He's a fireman. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I was like, what? Jesus. No, uh, you know, I'm sorry because I was re- I just looked up something. And I saw there's an EDM, Electric Dance Music Festival. <laughs> <laughs> a what? <laughs> 30 hours nonstop. French companies doing it, and they're doing it in Tatooine, in Tunisia, on set. So, what? yeah, it's kind of like a Burning Man on the set of, of Luke's homestead. That's Classic. crazy. Yeah. 30 hours of. Dude, that would be rad because oh, hell yeah. here's the deal. It would be 30 hours long, but it would feel like 30 years because one hour of EDM feels <laughs> like 30 hours. <laughs> See, I can't talk shit on EDM because I love EDM, I and I've been in, and I've I'm been not, at EDC multiple yeah, times, and hate, I'm, not, hate, I'm not gonna hate on that. I'm not gonna hate, 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 hate. And I, I always tell people, no matter if you hate it, you kind of like it, you need to experience EDC, which is Electric Daisy Carnival, one time in your life, just one time, because it's it's an experience. I can tell you that. It's I actually, I, I'm just joking with EDM. Oh. I, I think the production of it's really cool. It's not my bag. I couldn't listen to it, right. a lot of it. Yeah. But like, I think to me, man, it's like certain sports. I don't want to watch it, but man, I bet playing it's fun. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like NASCAR. Uh, good Lord. That's why on earth would you want to be a spectator of said sport? But <laughs> man, I bet driving one of those cars would be dope. Oh, hell yeah. Hell. hell yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. Let's talk really quickly about uh, Kevin. Let's go straight to comic books. Kevin Feige, Kevin Feige, everybody, and King Tom, I want you to weigh on this. He was talking about at a junket, he was talking to BET, and obvi- if he was talking about Spider Man, but obviously they asked him other questions. BET? Like, like Black Entertainment Television? Yes, sir. BET, okay. yes, BET. Okay. Um, they also are launching a streaming network, by the way. BET. Yeah. Um, so they were sitting down and they talked to Kevin Feige and they asked him, would we ever see the Netflix superheroes on screen? No matter if we see their characters or another version, another versions of them. So this is what Mm -hmm. he said. He said, I don't know. There was a lot of great characters that were on those Netflix series. And I think there, there is a period of time. It'll be a while before we could use any of them based on the contracts. Remember, they had those contracts. Yeah, like two years or something. Yeah. But this is what this is what he kind of left it open. He said, so I'm not sure. And also, even answering that question is a spoiler. But there are some great Marvel characters there. So that you. was very interesting. Yeah, all right, Kevin. King Tom, <laughs> what do you think yeah. about that? We see what you did there. I, I, didn't, I didn't read that or see that. But yeah, I think he's... I think he's trying to get people pumped up for the next phase and... They probably have something planned with someone. Um, yes. A lot of these characters are, I mean, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, they're Avengers. Um, they all hang around New York where stuff happens. Right. So, who right. knows? It would be pretty cool. Yeah. I, it we, would be interesting to see if the actors still want to be involved in that. That's what I was going to ask you. Would, you, would you want them to be or do you want them to reboot the the actors and the characters? Uh, Kristen Ritter was perfect as was was it was cox for daredevil mm-hmm. i like mike coulter is um Wait, what'd you cage. Call 
<laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I was good with pretty much everyone except the dude who was Danny Rand. Yeah, everything everybody was good. We're just, yeah. just Danny Rand is with everyone except for Danny Rand. Yeah, Jesus I am Danny Rand. Rand. Oh, we get it, Danny. Man. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool, man. I, I, that would, I'm glad he's put that in there. I'm the little spoiler yeah. thing. Just left it open. And he's pretty much waiting till those contracts are done and then bada bing, bada boop. Yeah, Shut up in your we face. Need, we need Bernthal back. Yes, we need Bernthal back. We need him back as Punisher, straight up. Now, I wanted to talk, to talk about this in the last couple of weeks, and I've had it on the show notes, and we never get to talk about it, but the Eternals have are kind of rounding their cast yes. about here. And Game of Thrones, the bodyguard star Richard Madden is in talks to star opposite of Angelica Jolie and Kumal Nanjini. And, and Angelina Jolie and Kumail Nanjiani? Nanjiani, thank you. <laughs> and Marvel's The Eternals. Details about Madden's character is being kept under wraps. The rap is keeping under wraps some stuff. I love Richard Madden. He's a great actor. He was mm-hmm. great in Game of Thrones. He can he fits. A lot of people wanted him for Star Wars back when they were casting. Ooh, for what? For anything. For Poe? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it was for Poe. Do you think he would have made a good Poe? He would have made a good Poe. He would have made a good... Well, not instead of... I, I love Oscar Isaac, but he would have been a decent, like, swashbuckling kind of or better pilot. Cass, or Cassian over Diego Luna? <sighs> no. No, I love Diego Luna. No. Don't say that. I'm not, I'm not saying, like, he's a better actor than those two, but mm. would you be okay if he were the cast before them? No. I like Diego Luna. Okay. I have a question though. I have a question for this. Is this is a you know because the the Eternals goes way back. I mean, this is this is ancient is is putting it nicely. This is a way for them to do branch off into other things, not just what we're dealing with as far as Phase Four, but have like a they could have their own pre phase kind of thing going on. So is this a way to have their own kind of separate? You know, you we have the episodic movies as far as like Star Wars. But you know, we can have the separate ones as far as like a Rogue One and stuff like that. Just, is, this, is this their is this their plan to do that less? Do you think, or is it just like know. a one a one one hit wonder kind of? thing? I'm going to tell you what's passing through my mind as we talk about the Eternals. What I don't want to see, I don't want to see it play out like Dune. Um, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or what was the other one? Um, um, Jupiter Ascending. Mm-hmm. The, like crawl. I'm, I'm the, start, crawl. the crawl. I'm starting to see that, like you know, this like, uh, try to be really, really edgy sci-fi kind of political linear, you know, royal houses and all that stuff. I hope it's not gonna like be. the Watchmen. No, that was no. I'm talking like Jupiter Ascending, like that crappy. I mean, visually it was okay, just wasn't great. But I didn't see it. There you go. You're okay. You're not missing much. But if they're trying to do something like a, a pre, I get what you're saying, like be prior to mm-hmm. the first Avenger or, you know, even while Asgard's going on, the Eternals are going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that'd be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking? Maybe Tom? we could have a young Odin appear. Yeah, that's, that, that's, oh, uh, that's what I I'm see, thinking. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out how it, it, it's going to fit. I'm not that familiar with mm-hmm. the Eternals books. And I, I'll be honest, I don't know anyone who is. Um, yeah, I think there is like like Les was saying. I think I think Dune or, or some of those other more artsy sci sci fi uh, movies are are a good analogy of what it shouldn't be because in the books I think they can get up their own ass sometimes with wanting to make these big important seeming projects mm-hmm. and 
and you just can't relate to them. And I don't know how that would work as a movie. Gotcha. Yeah, a lot of things planned, man. That's gonna be crazy. I mean, yeah, it, it's not that they are great at what they're doing. They're they're pretty damn good, Mar- you know, Disney Marvel. So mm-hmm. even if there are bad stories, they still pretty much put good things out there. You right. know what I mean? So this mm-hmm. is not going to be. I mean, will it make you know seven eight hundred million dollars? They're hoping so, but yeah, they're yeah, still going to do it. Yeah, it's yeah. Probably, they're still going to do it. Gotcha. Well, let's. I think it's time to get into the Spider-Man spoilery review. We did a non-spoiler review last week of Spider-Man. So let's talk about what we liked, what we didn't like. Character-wise, I was looking up some stuff, guys. This might be the most heavily used Easter egg film I've ever seen mm-hmm. while I was researching for things. Mm-hmm. Everything you see, including license plate numbers, really, yeah. are... Comic book references, comic book number specific issue references. Wow. King Tom, have you seen any of the stuff? The the crazy uh the Easter eggs that were there? I noticed a few like I noticed a lot of the license plates were like ASM for Amazing Spider Man and then a series of numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh but I, I couldn't tell you what they were off the top of my head. Yeah, there was some crazy stuff. I, I looked at some stuff and I obviously I didn't get it, but it they specifically mention well well, when you see this the uh, license plate numbers they're about the characters that are on screen at that time like they okay like let's just say night monkey right like first appearance kind of yeah by the way we're gonna spoil the shit out of spider-man far from home right now so if you don't want to listen we said this again but we'll say it again i don't want to kill it for you we're gonna spoil it from here on out like Mm -hmm. like the night monkey they'll have a reference there'll be a license plate next to it or a number next to it they'll reference the something of the apes where spider-man had an issue where he went after these apes or something like that you obviously got our our review last week our non-spoiler review so what's some of the stuff that we liked that we could spoil like for me i'll just start with the end credit scenes i'll go backwards i thought they were one of the most substantive end credit scenes we've ever seen it threw me for a loop especially the second one. First one was mm-hmm. great to see mm-hmm. not only peter parker being outed that changes shit. Kind of like yeah. Tony got outed, but he outed himself. Mm-hmm. Now he has to figure out how to fix this. Yeah, but this is different. This, this is, is totally Peter, different. No, Peter no. Parker being outed as a murderer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's a bad guy. I get that. Yeah. But yeah, no, I understand that. Yeah. But I'm okay. saying at least people know it's Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Have we mm-hmm. ever had that in any of the Spider-Man films we've ever seen? Mm. Not, to, a de- to, to, to a degree. degree. Not to the, in the, first not to the one, general public. Uh, what is it? In the, um, in, with Green Goblin... They figured it out, mm-hmm. and, and and that's always yeah. been a running thing with Spider Man. Even in in Homecoming, they were sitting in the same room and they looked at each other, and all of a sudden it was like, "Well, I'm not talking about they figured it out. I get that, but you mean actually being added to like the world, the world. You're saying, yeah, uh, it's, that's <laughs> never happened in, in the films. No, no. The but films, his no. villains in the books, his villains usually figure it out. They go, "Oh, it's Peter Parker," and then they start digging and they go, "Oh, that's his aunt. Let's go mess with her. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's his wife. Mm-hmm. Let's go beat her up." Oh, let's go beat up his best friend. Oh, let's go kill this person. Let's go. Yeah, they they don't really out him to the world, but they usually figure out his circle of people and they just wreak havoc in his life. And that's one of the things. That's what this one, this post credit scene where Mysterio outs Peter Parker. That for me was like, okay, now it's getting real. Now they're basically saying, okay, we're taking it to another level because it was hinted at in Homecoming when Scorpion. Mm-hmm. says to the vulture we know where he lives we know like they knew mm-hmm. all his shit like and then he's like i don't work like that 
you know, uh, Michael Keaton's like, I don't work like that. Well, it's going down, dude. It's a different it's, world it's now. It's going down, dude. Yeah. No, absolutely. What? How about the second scene? What is that Wait, set up? That brings up a real question then. What's because that? in game they bring everybody prior to the snap back that was alive, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. Do we know if the Sinister Six and those guys, they're back now? We don't know if they disappeared during the snap. Yeah, well, everybody's well, well back. we don't know. Well, yeah, but everyone's. They're everyone's all back. back. Yeah. Oh. Everyone's back. They're they're back in jail. That's where they are. That's mm-hmm. true. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. are they actually? Hey, that could be, be true. Well, they they're back be... wherever they left. Mm-hmm. The jail might not be there. Somebody else might be. Oh. The cell might be open. Some other oh, that's, shit. That's interesting. Yeah, that's yeah. That was. Well, we'll get to some more of that later on. Yeah. That's one of my gripes. But yeah, continue. Um, King Tom, question for you. So, what is endless and boo? What is this second end credit scene? What is this set up? I heard you say Secret Wars. The world. So what Secret is so, Invasion. Secret Invasion, I'm sorry. So what does this, what did, when you saw that, King Tom, what was your first uh, what thought process that popped in your head? It, it looked like Nick Fury was working with the Skrulls, uh, it, or he was on some big Skrull ship. It, it could also set up S.W.O.R.D., which is a mm-hmm. shield-like organization that deals with extraterrestrial threats. Ah, cosmic they're, they're, stuff. Yeah, they're based, liter- they, they are based in outer space, uh, and they are often work against S.H.I.E.L.D., or not entirely with S.H.I.E.L.D., so that, that was one of my thoughts where it went to, which is... It doesn't so much has to do with with the Spider-Man story, but the Marvel universe as a whole. Maybe even tying it into the next Guardians or something. Wow, that's insane. Is that what you guys well? You guys Mm -hmm. absolutely. Well, no, I just got something can happen while if they are doing sword or anything, and then Talos and all them go. You know what? Screw this. We're taking over this planet, and then we get Secret Invasion. That's Mm -hmm. that for me. I instantly went to. Mm things could just change in an instant and we can get one of the better storylines that we've had in comics for over the past few years. Cause it, and to be honest, secret invasion has already happened because they've already infiltrated in and a we've way seen yeah, they already have. You know, it, as, it was as, infiltrating to shield, which was the no, but, Hydra deal. Yeah, no, but they are yeah. everywhere, they're everywhere now. at this point. Yeah, yeah that's we, true. They're yeah. there. If, if, if we know it or not, they're just, whoever they're is, just cool. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that means, yeah, at any point, we could it, look up and there's kick off, new yeah. heroes and it's like, oh, these are scrolls. Mm. Or people could come back, essentially, you know, people who were lost or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And then J.K. Simmons. No, that's what I was going to say. We glossed oh, yeah. over the first one. I'm sorry. I totally Fuck. forgot. J.K. Simmons is, is Jonah Jameson, right? Yes. That hey, was Jonah crazy. Jameson. That blew me away. I was like, holy fuck, they brought him back. Because we've seen reboots of all kinds of different storylines of yeah. all kinds of different franchises. But to bring back an original actor from that, that was really cool to see. And they modernized him by turning him into like a vlogger kind of. Yeah. Ben Shapiro I got like dude. Alex Jones type. Yeah yeah. 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 That's right. Yeah. Like that type of dude. And he's like. I, I knew it. This criminal. Yeah, it was all oh, fuck Spider-Man. <laughs> He's like was, fuck Spider-Man. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. So let's just talk real quick about some of the cool stuff. Like I loved the fact, and this is going to be all over the place, but I love the fact because things are popping in my head. The Back in Black reference, where he thought it was Led Zeppelin. <laughs> oh yeah, and that's the first song we ever hear. That's in right. any MCU film. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Which Iron Man. Iron Man, yeah. He's yeah. right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's like, he's he's like DC was let's play some music. tunes in this bitch. Yeah. yeah, and that whole scene with him uh, making his suit and putting it all together was very, very Tony Stark. Iron Man, yes. Yeah. And that's why Happy stopped and, mm-hmm. and looked at him and smiled. Thought that was great. 
thought that Nick Fury was acting weird the entire film. He was even walking weird. He was even walking His weird. His body was like, I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. That's what? what? He's, he, and like you yeah. said, Boo, you said he was overly aggressive. Yeah, yeah. He was He was a bit too too much. Too much. Yeah, because Nick Fury is kind of, he's he's intense, but he's not overly intense. You you get a feel of, oh shit, it's Nick Fury, but it's not like, oh fuck, it's Nick Fury. Right. You're not scared, but you're like, oh, I can't fuck with this guy. Yeah. You seem like, what the, he's a little odd. He's a little much right now. Yeah. Yeah, so that was cool. And, and having him not be there the entire film. Yeah. That was rad, and that was a cool surprise. And that's what I loved about that end of credit scene, which gives you some content, and it also changes the whole storyline of the entire movie you just saw. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. completely jacks it up. And, and and the great thing about the after credit scene is that both of them, one moves the Spider-Man franchise forward, which is fantastic and what the shit I want, yeah. and then the second one moves the entire franchise forward. That's exactly. all I want. Mm-hmm. You you can give me cool moments as far as you know seeing J.K. Simmons coming back and stuff like that, but there has to be progress. You have to move the yeah, ideas I forward. I agree. And that yeah. and and, and they're still great. You know, you see, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, Nick Fury. You know, he's he's got a you know Hawaiian shirt on. It's black, of course, but whatever. <laughs> and he's like, all right, back to work. You know, wear my shoes. You know, shits. You know, vacation's over. You know that kind of thing. So yeah, yeah so but- you can have funny moments, but you got to continue the stories. Were the, you the flirt, I was just going to say the flirt and throwing up the test rack was entertaining. Captain America, you know, the, so the you sat through the, it, yeah. it, it was funny, but, it, but it, this, what was consequence. Mm-hmm. Yes. It, mm-hmm. it had something that it, it was, it was big and, and that just, it was rewarding. Right. Not, not that the other ones weren't, but this was even more. And I think, I think th- these are the types of mid, post, end, whatever you want to call them, credit scenes. That, that these are the types of people look forward to. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. This is this is what I'm I'm okay with sitting, sitting down, needing to go pee and being like, okay, I gotta I gotta wait for this. I gotta watch yeah. this. I gotta see this. Well, and and then um, there's a little bit of significance in that first post credit scene when. Peter is swinging with Mary Jane with MJ before that. So, you know, it's mm-hmm. like he just made this connection and he's they're they're you know, their thing, their thing. Yeah. Right. Their thing. And then boom, here comes something big to jack it up. You know, like all you start to think of as all these great Spider-Man uh, milestones is like venom chilling in the closet while Mary Jane is hanging out at home by herself. And you, in the panel that I think McFarlane draws, yeah. is uh the teeth just showing up mm-hmm. in the shadows and mm-hmm. it's like dude like it's just as he finds something good and gets something going here comes a nuke to just jack every just blow everything up dude mm-hmm. as reading being into the comics and knowing about the character what did you guys think about jake gyllenhaal's performance as mysterio and what do you think about the character itself did they do it justice Compared to what he is, I'll let uh, King Tom in the comic book runs. Uh, I think completely. Um, okay. I want there were there was a time I knew because of who he is in the comic books. I knew he was full of shit when we first saw him. But knowing that, knowing he would eventually turn, I still wanted him to be a hero. The way that they set him up, and yeah. I think you know seeing how. Th- where his character came from in the MCU, how they tied not just him, but the other people he worked with to Stark, two moments we've seen before. I, I thought that was genius. And then using all that technology 
as his so-called power, which is, you know, the Mysterio in the comics has no powers. He's just a special effects whiz. This made the story more realistic and more believable using the technology uh, that we know exists in the yeah, MCU. Exactly. And and I'm pretty sure in the comics there's more than one Mysterio, right, Les? Um, I think so. Or he has uh, another alter ego that he goes yeah, by. He has an alias that he goes by. In, and sometimes the, he has Mysterio bots, if I'm not mistaken. They're right. like robot versions of him. In Exactly. In the, la- in the last scene when the, the, his flunky is on the laptop and he takes out the USB card, he's, it's like downloading finish. Mm-hmm. At, at, that, at the time, okay, after the movie, I thought, okay, maybe that was the clip that they showed outing Peter Parker. But at the time, I thought he was downloading the whole Mysterio program. Yes. So they could, they could bring Mysterio back. They could even bring Gyllenhaal back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in a, yeah that's true in a way, as an illusion. Correct? And I, and I like that they took – so in the comics, he's a special effects whiz and, mm-hmm. a, and an actor. Like right. he's an aspiring actor. Mm-hmm. He works in basically film industry. But instead, they said he's you know they they played on more of his because he's an amateur roboticist. So right. like he does robotics and stuff like that. So they utilized the like King Tom said to switch that and make it, and then turn it into well, this is a production now. Yeah, we are part of a production. Everybody, this is a production. You know, when that reveal comes and it's like everything, all the, the special effects and everything goes away. And it's like, all right, guys, let's toast to, you know, we just wrapped production and this is, you know, yeah. we just did this. And everybody plays a part here and you're all part of the cast and you're all part of the whole production team. And this is great. And for them to switch it into that instead of starting off, you know, the other way and getting him in turn, you know, taking him from being in film to actually making him have to become a producer. Awesome. Great. Mm hmm. I like how they use the elementals. They were fake, obviously, mm-hmm, yes. but those are major villains. They're they're villains. They're they're like third tier Spider Man villains. Yeah. I mean, okay, they can, so not major villains. So like the molten one probably can do the most damage. Hydro Hydro Man has done some big deal to you know he's they're they're there. They're able to. They're not going to push the envelope like Mysterio will. They're not going to do the Doctor. They're not on a Doctor Octopus level. That just has me thinking now. All of these different, uh, this Stark technology and all the level of technology, now they have no choice but to bring Octavius in for the next Yeah, one. they have to. Like, have you to. have to have some connection through Stark tech or just how advanced society is yeah. there where he's got the arms and he's working on them and he's using them. The, right. the thing I liked about how they how they explained everything was this this was a twist movie where there was a lot of deception involved but it wasn't like what was that oceans movie where you think it's one thing the whole movie and then it, it was the guy diving through the lasers and it never happened to begin with yeah i i don't i just remember feeling like what did i sit through because it ended up never happening to yeah. begin with you know okay the elementals weren't there mysterio wasn't there but there was shit being blown up you know stuff happened of <laughs> yeah. consequence that that spider-man had to stop right that's true. That's true. Even though they were fake, there was mm-hmm. shit going down. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, what I really liked was, like I said last week, the pushing Spider-Man to his full limits. Um, there's plenty of times where Spider-Man is just out on patrol and then out of nowhere, a grenade goes off and he's like, what the, f-? you know, he yeah. gets rocked and then all of a sudden... Hi, Spider-Man. My name is Sergey Sergey Kravinov. 
I've been hunting you for the last two, three years. Yeah. You know what I mean? He has no fucking clue who yeah, this dude deal is. With it. And now Craven the Hunter's right there in front of him and he's like, Oh shit, I gotta fight this guy. Right. To you know, or uh just like that, you know, Mysterio is doing something and Spider Man swoops in like, Oh, I gotta stop this and it was like a special effect show and he messes the whole thing up and then Mysterio's like, I blame you for mm-hmm. messing with me and ruining my life. Now I'm going to ruin yours. Yeah. It it's just one of these things where, like I said, Batman gets to see his, you know, something happens and then Commissioner Gordon will call him and he'll say, I'll take a look. And next thing you know, he figures out oh, calculates the Riddler's doing something right. or Scarecrow is doing yeah. something with Spider-Man. It's like, hey, buddy, how you doing, man? You know, they really sometimes they cozy up to him. Sometimes they get real close to him and intertwine themselves. And that's one of the coolest things about Spider-Man's villains is there's always some connection somewhere somehow there's some connection to something in his life you know the lizard kurt connors was a teacher of his you know like and then the degree of separation is dr you know octavius knows this person like it's just all these different connections when he finds out that you just can't trust anybody Mm -hmm. and he just Mm -hmm. and that's when you get the ultimate spider-man because he's like i can't trust you guys i have to protect everybody that i love because you all know who they are now you know, it's just he always lets his guard down. This is him still learning that lesson of great power and great responsibility. And just the visual effects of them just putting him through that ringer of he didn't know what was going on. That was my favorite part. I want rain hits him like yeah. he's just like swinging and shooting webs and all over the place. And all of a sudden, boom. And you're like, oh, damn. Like, and yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, you know, the last thing I want to talk about is that scene. I thought that was the best scene in the film visually. I thought that was very much inspired by the um, Spider-Verse. Yes. That kind of it made me feel like mm-hmm. that kind of style. I really, really thought that was rad. And seeing the zombie Iron Man crawl to him oh, and then the visuals of everything dark. that was being thrown at him. Yes. Everything yes. from yeah. um, him in his first suit, mm-hmm. him progressing as, as who he was. It was just done really, really well. Mm-hmm. And I think you were awake for that one. That part. Yeah, Les. I definitely was awake for it. Thank God. What was your favorite part of the film, King Tom? Oh, I, end with these there, there was a ton I liked, and there there was something near the end that got a, a big clap out of me. I I don't I I almost want to say pass, uh, but believe it or not, you know I I liked I liked the romance stuff between yeah. Peter yeah. and MJ. So did I. You know I I liked all the stuff with his friends. Sometimes you know when you deal with ancillary characters that bothers me but i i liked everyone here even though some of them were just gags and i really liked how peter and mj were awkward but they ended up together the the, the other guy was there but it like i was like okay great she's gonna be into this other guy and it's gonna be a whole drama but that wasn't the way it went yeah they didn't play it that way that was really cool you know what my favorite parts are one is a star wars reference oh yeah. peter's not gonna know it if it's not a star wars quote yeah or whatever that was and then also them bringing up the power rangers Boo. <laughs> That's right. Or Voltron. And then he kept saying, you mean, No, he's like, No, it's no, Voltron. It's Voltron. <laughs> no, it's, it's Voltron. I was like, I looked at. Oh, I, I leaned over to Roger. I'm like, right? Didn't we say something? Yeah, said, Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, this like, is the biggest go. debate that we've, we've all had. That was awesome. So that was funny. Star Wars, right. Spider Man, and Voltron in the same movie. You're right. I should have I should have said perfect last week, too. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what else do you need? Jiminy Crickets. That was fantastic. Uh, I'm going to jump on what King Tom said. The, the romantic stuff was mm-hmm. actually pretty cool. Great chemistry. Spider-Man is an awkward person. Like, <laughs> Peter Parker is very much awkward. Is he a genius? Yes, as you saw him, like, creating his suit and doing all that stuff. 
Yeah. I mean, he's always had a girlfriend, Mm -hmm. you know, but he's always had issues. He's always had problems. He's always had strain. He's always had awkward moments and him just getting to that point. And then just the irony of, of Ned getting, you know, Ned getting his like babe, babe in hookup, like on the plane (laughs) and over nine hours. He's got a girlfriend. Yeah. yeah, And the plan that was supposed to work for Peter to get MJ ended up working for Ned. It was just, you know what I really love about this whole storyline is that MJ is very awkward too. Mm-hmm. They're both very awkward, and yeah, because she's not in the comics. The MJ that we all know that is that, just that no, exactly, and we haven't anything. seen that MJ on screen ever. Mm-hmm. So they did a great job with that. I thought that was cool. So what was your favorite part? My favorite part was uh, right right towards the end when he gets his his you know uh, spy or Peter tingles back, you know his Spidey <laughs> sense, and then we actually see you know because you know. Uh, it's been, you know, we see Spider-Man, he's badass, he's strong, he's got super strength and all this and agility and stuff like that, but we never see him take it to the max. Mm-hmm. He's even said, I could kill people. Yeah. And he tones himself down and he, you know, he chills himself out because he doesn't want to actually hurt people. He he's never to, trusted like, himself. Like when he slaps Flash. Yeah, you see that? He knocks him out. Oh, yeah, yeah. You yeah, just like a little attack. On the bus. On the bus. No, yeah. And there's been, yeah. even in the comics, he uppercutted the Hulk and almost sent him to the moon. Mm-hmm. Shit like that. Right. So he, he's extremely powerful. And, and we don't get to see that. But in that scene, when he he's just using his spidey sense, his eyes are closed and he's just going for mm-hmm. it. He is awesome. Mm-hmm. He's using his agility to his full, full potential, his strength. He's not holding back on anything. He is just laying down the hammer on these little drones yeah. and it's amazing to see just the choreography and the sequence of it all is just awesome and then it ends with him you know you see uh mysterio he's gonna shoot him in the head and he still catches that yeah you know he doesn't catch the bullet but he you know he moves his arm up and right. then he's i was like oh shit he got him i was like that's fucking sick i didn't know what happened initially that entire just i think it was maybe two minutes maybe yeah maybe a little yeah. bit more yeah fucking awesome awesome fucking awesome, awesome. i was like oh shit great I was like, cgi yeah, i was like that's fucking yeah. spider-man to the max well he finally trusts his own ability yeah that's that's the thing that's mm-hmm. yeah the great mm-hmm. scene it's a great scene yeah. uh, what was the quote you mentioned last week was it the st- because he said you wanted to talk about a quote. Was it yeah, the Star was, Wars one it was, or was it something else? It was the Voltron. It was the Voltron. Oh, okay. It was the Voltron one, yeah. That was just too good. It was just perfect. So there is our Spider-Man review of um, our spoiler review. We still absolutely loved it. Boo, after a week of thinking about it, do you like it anymore? No, no, I, I still I still have my, Jiminy, my issues. All right. Another issues. Week. Get, I'll get, give you I'm getting week. closer, everybody. His back, My backhand range is getting... You know the you know the whole Closer, the whole drone <laughs> issue and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, not 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 too not not too that. big on that. Right. Yeah, I don't know why he would give him the drones and then well, you know, stuff like that. And then why wasn't his spidey sense not working? Because he didn't trust himself. I read about that. But the then, that needs to be stated. That needs yeah. to be stated. It's well, just not working. What the fuck? What do you mean it's not working? Well, it would holograms wouldn't activate it because they're they're not real. That's right. No, no, but like the no, entire he's talking time, about, yeah, yeah, the entire time, even, even, no, but, yeah, but, but he, when, at the end, his spidey sense is working. He's talking about yeah, because yeah. he knows the threat is Mysterio now. He knows, okay. right? But, and no, but whenever even, the real Mysterio is around, that's when he can get the tingle. That's but even May chucked, oh, a, chucked a banana at him, and he still didn't see it. You know, well, she didn't like chuck that. it in anger. I know, but in, still, yeah. he'd, 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 you know, somebody... It was just, his focus isn't there. His focus is hit him in the face with the banana. That was fucking hilarious. And plus, Marissa Tomei. On point, she like, Listen to me. Fucking and then amazing. you know what they, they did, uh, What is it? They he's all ha- uh, happy. You and I need to have a serious talk about. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so the big problem I had was like the drone. The drone. Why would mm-hmm. he give him that? 
I don't see what Spider-Man could do with Edith. It doesn't. It didn't really make oh, sense. Oh no, man! That opens up everything for him now because Peter's a master. Oh yeah, like, no, no, no. he's a, no, no, no. a genius level having like, access. Reed Richards. Yeah, no, having access to Stark tech, I may it makes sense to me. But I don't know why he would have. He wouldn't utilize Edith the proper way. And then also, Actually, why he can why would the, well, hold on? But why would the drones have? the barf tech on them already what is the point for them to do that if if what's his name mysterio had gotten edith and was able to use it later and change them mm. i would have been i would have dug that more but i don't see the point of the drones having barf tech already on them i don't I get thought he had- unless unless to be invisible and it to be not not you know that would be, be the thing real secretive peter can I use them that. as surveillance peter yeah can use them as infiltration mm-hmm. he could be like okay let me start monitoring because he wants to be Remember, in, in Homecoming, he wants to be bigger than just a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. That's another issue Which I is have. weird, because in yeah. this time around, he's like, no, 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 I want to be more of my... Neighborhood. Because, well, that's because he got a taste of Thanos. He got a taste yeah. of oh, the real all shit. the yeah. real deal yeah. that can be out there. So Edith will help him as he gains confidence. As he grows, yeah. And as he grows, I think all the tech and everything is just going to help him be even mm-hmm. better. I just think mm-hmm. they, you know, they need to keep this deal going as far as us getting into... Yeah, they just need to buy Sony. Stuff. They either need to buy Sony. <laughs> that's that's just the plan nowadays. Just, just to buy more Sony, yeah. or yeah. Sony just says, "Look, we're just going to play ball for the next fifteen years, and let's just do this as long as." I mean, Tom Holland can be thirty and play. He said he'll do. He uh, said he wants to do it as long as he there can. There you go. So we, yeah, let's yeah let's roll with this. All right, Damn. cool. Well, there you have it, man. Jiminy Crickets. That that was some Spidey talk there, King Tom. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just gonna give it to you. (laughs) 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 We have to listen. Oh my god, Eric Struthers is just rocking out one of my favorite riffs of any song in history. He was muted for a reason. Limelight by Rush. It was like the music minute, but his version of it. Yeah, just been over here. Um, hey, Eric, how hard is it to play Alex Lifeson stuff? Is it pretty technical, or he is, man? Some of it's pretty tricky. Like, uh, like I'll just give you an example here. So, okay, so take uh, the spirit of radio, right? Yeah. So a lot of Great times intro. when people play this, they think they think of it that it goes like this. Right. Right. But it's really got this triplet in there. So it's. <laughs> That's so rad. The whole entire house just wakes up. What the <laughs> fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah that is all right he's like yeah dude so my uh this processor i use man it's it's an amp modeler okay so like it's not a real amp it's just a computer making amp sounds and so you can change it and uh like it's, it's accuracy for amp modeling is really really pretty cool man and there's one in here where it's it sounds so much like the record it almost blows my mind let me see if i can find it real quick
Isn't that's crazy? rad. <laughs> that's so cool, man. <laughs> yeah, that that's is. pretty neat, man. You know what we should do? Uh, one episode is just throw out songs and see if Eric can play them. Oh. <laughs> Wouldn't take very long to stump me, man. I'm not. I'm not like I used to be. Awesome. All right, guys. I think uh, we're gonna wrap it up. Eric, can you play us some exit music while we wrap this thing up? Oh, <laughs> you playing Purple Rain? It's Purple Rain, right? Episode number 152. Sorry it was a short one, but I might have had a baby. Maybe. Mr. Eric Strathers, maybe, maybe. while you're playing those tunes, let people know where they can hear you. You can follow me on Twitter at Eric Strathers. You can check out my other podcast, The Bad Motivators, where fine podcasts are found and also ours right next to them. Mr. Tom Chansky. King Tom, my leech. Where can people find you? Uh, I am on Twitter at Tom Chansky, and I am here on the Sith list in some form, and uh, the Blue Harvest Patreon and the Bad Motivators Patreon. Yep, yep. Mr. Carlos Borgwell, where can people find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at the Sith list, boo. Mr. Crunch Crunch is healthy. <laughs> Healthy-ish. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at lessismore 78 And you can find me on Twitter... And probably changing diapers oh. at the Sithless. And we'll catch you next week on episode number 154 of the Sithless. Oh.